All right, welcome back. Borderline Raptors, the next weekly episode about to launch here. Kitch and kind of Deno is joining me. Deno uh, eludes us about halfway into this thing. We just, uh, he just drops out. So uh, we talk about that. But really, it's a, it's a Raps recap. It's a Lowry trade recap, a Norm trade recap. Uh, it's where are we going recap. We're despondent recap. And then we even break into the Nick Nurse uh, Siakam uh, conversation that we probably should have uh, addressed uh, when it happened, but more information has come out since since then. There's a, a great article that we reference uh, that sort of breaks down the whole situation. That situation's ugly. What that could mean for the future. So uh, there's that. We get into a little gambling segment on the NCAA's. Kitch still tries to impress us with his NCAA knowledge, which is very difficult to do. Uh, a baseball over under. Uh, for the season win totals for a few teams, including our beloved Jays, and then uh, right into what drives you crazy and uh, some AOB, which takes into a vaccination chat, which uh, I wasn't necessarily expecting, but it uh, it all worked out. So without much further ado, I'm going to lead you in with a clip of Coach Nick Nurse talking about Pascal uh, and that whole situation. So uh, because I think it is is relevant because I think there's a there's a reckoning coming here with our Pascal situation, probably in the offseason. So uh, without much further ado, here's Coach Nick Nurse. I just wanted to ask uh, what you can tell us about what happened and if there's anything you can share about potential uh, discipline going forward. Um, well, as you guys know that we were uh, down in the game, um, I made a move to pretty much uh, put some energy guys in to cut the game back and and um, I think I put most of the guys back in there, but it just felt like on the front end of a back-to-back. Again, I was just coaching to win, Josh, and, and trying to think about the game uh, the next night as well. And um, Pascal wasn't um, very happy that he didn't play in the fourth quarter. He expressed those concerns. Um, and that's about it. And the discipline stuff is being worked out with the front office. Hi, Nick. Uh, a little bit on Pascal still. Have you uh, connected with him after that? And and what kind of communications have you had? And and where does the where do you guys stand as we speak? Um. Yeah, of course I've connected with him, Michael. And um, as far as I'm concerned. I'm coaching Pascal. It was not awkward one bit coaching him the next night. Um, That's where we are. All right. Well, here we are. We're about to start off. But before I uh, bring everybody else in, uh, we're going to mix things up here a little bit because uh, our season's fucked and everything's backwards. So this time it's Deno. Deno. Well, muted. See, it's me. I'm telling you, things are dark. Uh, Kitch? Hello. (laughs) Yeah, listen, I get it. Uh, This is a disaster, um, and I'm not happy about it. I've gone dark, uh, very dark. My family's noticed it. Uh, I believe our Twitter followers have noticed it. Uh, Thank God for Abby, because Abby's still pretty... Abby who does most of our, or all of our Instagram, she's still pretty positive. So that's, that's good. She's always like asking questions about whether or not we're going to come back and all that sort of stuff. That's good. So we need somebody positive. All right. So listen, uh, 
just before we came on here, there was definitely some, uh, there, uh, I'm not sure this could be our last ever podcast. The three of us there, we, we seem to be fractured here a little bit. Uh, I think it's the, the raps tolls is, uh, is wreaking havoc amongst the pod here. So I'm not sure where, where this goes, but just I'm warning everybody. This could, this could be the end of it. Uh, Denno's made a request to come in second on our opening segment of the raps review. So, uh, that's totally fine. I'm happy to accommodate. So, Kitch, that means uh, you're going to kick things off here with uh, what you've seen since the Thursday trade deadline. Uh, it is uh, awful. Is that it? Is that all you want? Or do you want? Do you want more than that? Uh, I mean, I think that's 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 succinct and fair. I'm not sure we need to go much deeper. Um, but if you want to expand, years ago, we... two years ago, we are we are NBA champs. Two years ago, to this one of the I I I say we're one of the worst teams in the league right now. How like wow have the mighty fallen in such a short period of time, and and the thing is they don't even look like they they really give a shit anymore. The passion's gone, the hustle's gone. Honestly, look like a bunch of guys who really don't even want to be there. Like and and I look at I look at like when, like and I we'll get back we'll get into this later on. But you look at Lowry like I I think Lowry he had his mind made up he was he was leaving he goes I'm I'm leaving and, and so he's back I so I don't think he I don't think he really wants to be there because he got teased. There's going to have a, a player's, player's chance to play somewhere else. Um, you watch Siakam. You, if you watch Siakam, watch the game tonight. Watch Siakam on defense. He does not run back to play defense anymore at all. So I looked at that the last game. That ate at me. So, yeah, I think uh, – I think uh, and Trent, uh, his numbers – like how how's, how's excited is he to be in Toronto? He's on a team in Portland. He's got a chance. Now he's in Toronto. I know his dad played here, but – he is uh he's underperformed, I would say, since he came out and, and the COVID issues. So it's just I got nothing. I got nothing that excites me. I might watch a movie tonight. I might just decide to watch the game. Watch the game. Okay. Well, well listen, that's uh that's certainly a way to kick it off. Uh Deno, you this is your chance. You you want number two. Here you go. Yeah, I have a different perspective. Okay, here we go. Kitchen, like here we go. You know, like, like always. And what, the last couple of days I've been thinking as I get older, how do you leverage experience from other things that have happened to you in your life and bring it into other and other things like the pod and the Raptors? And uh, I have this just, analogy. Just before you, just before you continue, yes. am I going to throw up listening to this? Just I'm curious. No, you won't. Okay. No, you won't. You. Right, you're, no, I'm, no. I'm, I'm, there's a dry heave coming here. But go yeah. ahead. Yeah. So, so like when I, when I think back to my, to my dating days, you know, my, my single days and stuff, like think about Michael last pod going on a date and stuff. Like sometimes you need a break from each other. Like sometimes you need a break. And like, I was watching that raps game, the last raps game. I was so angry. I was, I was so angry watching the game. And I said, you know what? I actually need a week off. I need to kind of stop watching the Raptors. I, I need my space. I need to see other teams. I need a week off from the Raptors because I'm so upset, Bart. I haven't been this upset in a while. I'm very upset. So I need a week off. That's what, I, what I'm going to do. Now, now, what happened to Deno and, and like, just relax, guys. Well, like, we're, they were there, like, one week ago. One Kitch. week ago. It was, no. you, were like, you were like, oh, we're there. No, Kitch. guys, don't, don't, get, don't get upset. Like usual, you guys aren't following my point. Like, I don't follow your points. My point is, week ago, I'm going, anything, I'm yeah. in the relationship. I'm in the relationship and I'm going, ah, yeah, maybe things can work out. Let's twist this around. Let's, you know, let's trade Norm Powell. Let's whatever, all kind of stuff. I need a week off. I'm not watching any, any Raptors for a week. I'm not watching it for a week and I'm going to come back in a week. That's what I'm going to do. 
So how did those relationships work out after that week you off, Deno? You know what? It sounds it sounds like you've been they off your meds. Really I, can back. I can tell you that. Maybe get right back on the medication. Jesus Christ. What, what, that's ridiculous. Okay. Uh, let me, I'm going to start with Kitch. I'm going to come back to whatever that just was. Uh, so Kitch, I agree with most of what you said. The part that I think is that has happened here, like it's, it's shocking that the Raptors are eight point favorites tonight. I don't care if it's Oklahoma city. They should not be eight point favorites against anybody. They are disinterested. They have, they were all expecting something. It didn't happen. Uh, I think you've got guy like, OG. if you watch OG play right now, He's out there doing his own thing. He's dribbling between his legs five or six times. He's just chucking threes at every chance he gets. It's it, guys. It's like yeah. It's like okay. Well, you know what? Fuck it. We're in Tampa. This season's over. Now I'm going to do whatever I want. There is zero hustle. Uh, there's very li- there's limited continuity on offense at the moment. Uh, and I, I mean, I'm not going to say Nurse has lost the team, but I think there's a I think there's a Nurse and a few key player issues that we're going to talk about in uh, in a minute. So, yes, I agree with most of what you just said. Deno, I think what you were trying to say is that uh, in a nice way, without just without just uh, throwing the baby out with the bathwater, you are just going to step away for a while, which is totally – I mean, if that's what you think you need to do to, to recharge the batteries, recalibrate, uh, and then come back and hate them with us, then that would be great. What I don't understand is like how we like we actually compete against the real good teams, but the good teams like we're actually in those games, and then we like lose to Detroit. Like we lose to all these terrible teams and get the, and get smoked by these like sub average teams. I guess they're I, I'm not sure it's the matchup with Detroit. Why we can't do anything against them? Where Detroit just brings their best game against us, but it could, it felt like. You know, we're, we're playing some good teams, and we're actually in those games with the lead. But these other these other games, we don't even I don't know we don't even show up. Like we're we're losing that to terrible teams. Yeah, and we and that's been a season. So even before the trade stuff, that was that's been a season long issue for sure. Um, you know, but you know, I tweeted this out the other night. Here's what I've learned about the NBA: if you leave shooters wide open at all times, they're going to make the majority of those shots. And that's ten. That's not generally what we do. It's not against these. Not shit. the Raptors bench. <laughs> not the Raptors bench. They're not going to make those yeah. shots. Well, I'm not, not sure they're wide shot. open either. I, I mean, it's our defense has been horrific uh, in some of these games. And I think, yeah, that's like well, you can make a bad team look good if they have wide open practice type shots, which we've been doing for a while. That Pistons game, Bay, yet again. That's two games where he has just lit us up. But I'm telling you, if you go back and look at that, I I will guarantee you that 70% of his shots were completely uncontested or with any sort of real defense around him. So, I mean, I'm, I'm just, I think there's so many issues now along with those defensive problems that we have that making, uh, that we have to address uh, long-term, but I just don't think there's any addressing it this year. I think this season's officially over Deno, which we're going to talk about in a second with your seven game series uh, prognostication. Um, I just think we're done. I think it's the, the team is discombobulated no one wants to be there or no one was expecting to be there under these circumstances. And now it's a problem. Oh, but I will say this Kitch. Uh, I think you're, I think the jury's still out on Trent. I mean, it, it's been two games. I agree. He hasn't looked good. Wasn't playing crunch time, but he's new to the system. He's got to figure this thing out. So that one doesn't concern me just yet, but I'm not sure what we have there either. I'm not saying I like the trade. No, And I didn't like, I didn't like the fact we played Stanley ahead of one of those games. I'm thinking, is this guy not earned enough respect to play ahead of Stanley Johnson? But the thing that's going to eat at me, for and it's going to eat at me for a while here, is the Powell trade. That I, I just I can't get my head past that. That 
when I'm watching these Raptors and we need a guy to score or we're in a real funk and we need some guy to go to the hoop and score and OG throws a between the legs three pointer. And I'm like, that's not going to get, so we, we, we're going to, we're going to miss that presence of some guy going to the rim and, and probably making a layup. So Kitch, would you be okay losing Powell at the end of the year? No, I, uh, no, but I, I would, I would be signing him. I would be, I would be paying him and I would be, I, I like, I can't, I, I'm looking back now. Why is, so why do we write, why do we look to move one of the other guys? Why could we, could we, could we look to move OG? Can we look to move Siakam? Can we look to move one of those guys? Like, like I think Powell was our best player on coming into the trade deadline. And, and just because his contract was coming up, we never got creative with anything in that. We never, we never seemed to seem to do anything from a, from a management standpoint to try to make room for him. There were rumors. Like I was just reading that they're trying to sign Powell, like they're actually going to try and sign him to like a three or four year deal before the actual deadline and stuff as well. So I don't know if he said no, or if he didn't like the number or, or what as well, but. Well, yeah. So that's what I think we need to understand at some stage before we can really uh, evaluate that trade and it will come out eventually. I mean, did they try and resign him at a number that he said, well, I can get more than that in the free market. Does he want to go play somewhere else, which he may very well? Because I don't think he's I don't think he's going to stick in Portland based on what I watched in that game the other night. They got too many guys. He's he's not a prominent piece there at all uh, yet. Anyways, um, but we're thirty three billion dollars under the cap going into next year. Okay, we don't resign Lowry. We've got sixty million under the cap. I don't understand. Like, if Powell's on the free agency market going into next year, he's going to be one of the top five recruits. Right. We have 25 million a year to, to give him like we do, like we have the space. So this whole thing about he uh, he outplayed his welcome because we, it's going to be too much. I, I don't get it. He's going to be a top flight free agent um, who can score the basketball. Why aren't we resigning? Why aren't we paying him top dollar? I, I don't get it. Yeah. like Can you have like in Powell's going to want four years. So in three, four years, we got four guys signed and all of a sudden you got like 70, 80 million dollars. Do you want to have that? locked in if the answer is yes then it's then it's fine but it's risky it's risky fair point like i'm guessing you talk about four years so i'm sitting there going four years 100 million seems like uh what his market is maybe he thinks he's a max player which is like 33 or 34 million maybe he thinks he'll get that in the open market because it's such a weak uh field so th- there could be something to that that we go okay yeah am i signing pal to max money no not for four years i'm not and then to your point, then I think you're right. Do we want to have all our money tied up into OG, Siakam, and Norm three or four years from now? So, I mean, that's legitimate. But here, listen, I think, and we've referenced it a number of times, and I've thought about it way too much this week. But here's the issue. I don't think you can have a guy, uh, a lame duck president of basketball operations, who may not be around next year making these decisions. I just don't think you can. Like, how? These are critical decisions to our long-term success, health of the organization. And you got a guy who may not be around in theory, making these decisions. That's not, that is not on. So, I mean, Tannenbaum and Maple Leaf sports, uh, whatever it is, entertainment group. Yeah, Bobby, people. Bobby Webster's in there a lot too. So. Yeah. But Bobby, but Bobby reports in the Messiah. Messiah signed off and it, Bobby Webster didn't trade, uh, Powell. Right. That was beside doing that. So I have a huge problem with that. I think it's, you just don't run an organization like that. Kitch, I'm in the last year of my contract. Don't let me don't let me hire and fire people. Right? <laughs> That'd be a terrible decision. Yeah, I, th- I think I think Masai, he'll be lucky. Like he's he's created a train wreck here. I think for this year, and 
it's easy for him to 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 start somewhere else now and leave us oh. with a mess and leave us with a mess. Absolutely, and I mean, why hasn't he resigned yet? I, now listen, I know there are rumors going back and forth on both sides of that that he wanted to resign after uh, the championship season and he wanted a shit ton of money plus a piece of ownership, and they said no, uh, which may be fair, maybe not be fair. But then at the end of last season, why wasn't something done there? Like it should that last at the end of last season, if they couldn't have resigned him, and they could, then guess what? They should have let him go. We're gonna, with one year left in your contract, you're out of here. Right. Right. That's usually the way it works. So I don't, yeah, I was coming I, off I a championship, though. It's hard to do that when a guy's coming off a championship. Why? That, it, see, but the, listen, I had this conversation earlier today with somebody else. Xerox Al. Fuck, we don't owe anybody because we won a championship. We don't owe anybody anything. You run the business the way a business should be run. It's like, has Belichick ever thought, oh, you know what? We've, we've done really well. This guy's been really good for us, so we're going to keep him around a couple extra years, and we're going to pay him all this money. No, Masai, yeah, great. You you built a team. You pulled off one of the great trades of all time, and it worked out, and it could have easily not worked out. Um, but we don't owe him shit for that. We owe him, we owe him the, listen, we want to resign you for five years at whatever, at, at more than fair market value because you're worth that. Do you want the contract or not? If you don't, then you can't be around here. Like That's how that works. That's yeah. the bottom line, Denno. <laughs> it's funny it's funny this guy, so the guys the guy said to me they two or three will say doing the pot a day and they, and they said oh you guys are gonna be fired up there's gonna be a you guys are gonna be so fired up we're, we're almost we're at the point of like despondent now we're we're past fired up i think we're fired up and we think we still have a chance and and we're not fired up because we've just we've kind of come to the point where like what do we got to get fired up about this is this is this is just a train wreck now well, yeah, I'm just I'm perplexed. I'm still confused. I'm I'm no less confused than I was a week ago. And I'm just you're I am angry for watching this. What we're watching the product. The product is fucking Deno. Take take six months off. <laughs> take a week. Fucking. I'm glad, glad we're not playing Gonzaga. I think Gonzaga. <laughs> All right. Well, listen. We did so leading into our next topic, which is the Lowry issue, um, and we've kind of touched on it. But what he, what do we know now that we didn't know a week ago about this whole trade? And uh. Here's what I here's what I've read. Uh, oh, by the way, can I also say to you that the general public of NBA sort of savants, they all believe that the Powell trade, uh, they speak sort of highly of it from a from a Raptors perspective. Yeah. They like mm-hmm. Trent's upside, um, and you know Hood's just, just a throw in, but they don't think it was horrible because now we control this free agent that they think has a ton of upside. We'll get him for less money. So again i'm out uh, i'm i'm the jury's out for me on trent but i just found that interesting that uh sort of the rest of the world uh who knows anything with the nba seems to think that wasn't a horrible trade so and we're going to find out more about that thing but with respect to lowry here's what i think i know and i think i know that masai again who shouldn't be making these decisions i think he overplayed his hand i think he asked for a ton and all these other teams said uh, well why would we do that yeah I was reading that as well. He uh, supposedly sent an email to uh, Lakers, Philly, and Heat the last fifteen minutes, saying, "Here's what you want, and we're not we're not budging." And they all they all said, "No thanks." Right. So he was he was overvaluing. Um, Lowry didn't want to come down, and you know that's how he negotiates, though, right? Like he he's a, he's a hard negotiator, and s- sometimes you get screwed, right? Sometimes you over kind of overplay your hand. And I think with, with this one, it's like, Hey guys, we, we have to move him. Like we, we have to move him. We're not going to win this year. I'm going to go hard until this time. And then with five minutes left, okay, are we going right. to drop it down? Are we gonna drop it down? Whatever. But like we, like they, they had to move him. And for those that 
uh, watched the interview with him. I think it's a day later, the forty minute interview yeah. and stuff. Like he had some interesting things he was saying. He goes, yeah, you know, sometimes you win, sometimes you don't, but long term will be fine. And then he came back to it again, saying sometimes things don't work out how you want. Like all these new, all these nuances he was saying. So you could tell that he actually wanted to trade Lowry, but he was very firm that he he valued him very highly. How does that tie in with your relationship analogy there, Deno? First of, first of all. And then second of all, what's the chances you guys think that we actually have like a sign-and-trade potentially and Lowry doesn't just walk away? Thoughts? I think sign-and-trade will will definitely happen. Um, as far as my relationship stuff, um, you know, with Masai, I, I love him, but we need him to leave as well. Yeah, Masai, Masai screwed this one up rap, uh, massively. Uh, he got he got caught holding the bag. And like you think of think of it, think of it in the real world for yourself. Think of being in a, in a business, and the business says, "You know what? We're going to move you on. Uh, we're going to move you to another place." And so they've already they've already mentally thought about moving you on and got you prepped up for that. And now to pull the rug and say, "Oh, we're not moving you on. We're keeping you." I'm sorry, you're not you're not going to go to another team. You're going to stay with us. You're not going to go to contender. We got a chance. We got a chance as you get as you get older. Um, and then for for Lowry, so I I think Lowry is now saying, you know, screw you guys, you're going to move me now. You you're forced to stick with me. How hard am I really going to try for the rest of this year? And the fact that they picked up Aladipo, uh, uh, who picked the Heat, the Heat picked up yeah. he picked up Aladipo, which is which is a scoring presence, probably a better scoring presence than than Lowry. Not a great not a great defender and and not a great leader on the court, but, but, but the fact, I think Larry's got to look in the mirror and say, geez, maybe I'm not as valuable as I think I am. And I think it was a bit of a, a a reality check for, for Kyle too, in the sense that "Hmm, maybe, maybe I'm not perceived as, as much as, as highly as I'm perceived. So I think the whole thing was a disaster. And I think now it is wrecked Lowry for the rest of the season. Well, I think it's wrecked the whole team for the rest of the season. I think just everyone's like, well, what just happened here? This is not the way we're supposed to play out. So, um, I don't know if, if it's a Lowry issue, uh, that people don't sort of value him as much as he thinks he is. I mean, he's a th- he just turned 35 at the most he's getting is a two year contract from somebody. And if it's more than, you know, sort of 40 million, that's, I think that's crazy, but uh, we'll see if someone's going to be willing to pay that. But I think maybe that's part of the, uh, part of the issue too, is I think Masai didn't appreciate the fact that these teams are going to be willing to wait. Like they can go get Lowry in the off season. There's the nets factor here that all of a sudden these teams are staring down the nets going, well, we're not, we're probably not going to beat them anyways this year. So why am I going to give up a young prospect and a draft pick when I just go, I'll reload in the off season. I'll get Lowry and we'll go back after the nets next year. I mean that, like, I think there's, there's part of that. Um, so yeah, it's just, I get it. Right. Sometimes these things don't work out, but this wasn't a thing that couldn't, this wasn't one of those situations where, you had to go to plan B at some stage. If if plan A was to get as, the ransom that you were hoping to get didn't wasn't working out, it should have been that. La- you're right, Dan. Those last three phone calls should have been all right. Listen, guys, I was trying to fuck with you. It didn't work out. You win. Uh, now tell me what can I get? Give me something. Just give me something because I cannot go. I cannot go to the pool of reporters tomorrow with the. We were just as happy to keep them uh, and try and sell that to the fan base because that was ridiculous. I watched that. They his. I did not like. I did not like. Uh, it looked like it's just a total cop out, but I also get the sense too in that uh, in that um, interview, <sighs> Masai's got a foot out the door. I'm telling you, he's gone. He is gone. Yep. Yeah, Seth, I think so. And 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 he and he and he wrote his own ticket the last little bit here. Like if he was on the fence now, what's played out from what he's done this year? That's that's given him an easy exit now. Yeah. Oh my. Yeah. Well, it's a, now it's an, it's an easy exit for everybody. I mean, I think uh, management's going to be like, yeah, okay. Look, what, 
we're, we're happy to let you go now type yeah. thing too, right? So yeah, I don't know. It's not nice. It's not nice. All right, our last Raptor bit here. Uh, there, We should have picked up on this last week when it actually happened. We missed on this one, but just I want to talk about it because there was that article that I sent you guys. Or told do, you you want me, do you want me to give the recap first and then like the, what he actually said and then you can comment on it? I'll do that. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, so this is an article by Grange. So Michael Grange follows the Raptors. Hang on, just, just so we're clear, we're talking about the nurse Siakam yeah. incident. I hadn't, Grange. I hadn't that far. Grange wrote it, right? Grange yeah, Grange wrote it. Wrote it. But we, I didn't even mention it with Siakam nurse we were talking about. No, okay. Oh, okay. So, okay. Yeah, sorry. You, you jumped ahead. You jumped oh, you, you, You've been doing that the last few episodes. <laughs> just calm down. Stay with us. So the, uh, <laughs> Michael Grange, who follows the Raptors and, and is an employee of, of Sportsnet. And, and so they're kind of tied to MLSE. Um, so these guys, these guys are always very, cautious on how they approach reporting events because it affects it affects their career like they can get they can easily let go so so they're always guarded and grange wrote this article which, which we which uh, bart mentioned last week and basically in a in a summation this is this is these are some of the phrases he put out that we'll comment on i'll give you sort of a, a brief overcap so siakam wasn't happy based on nurse calling him out and uh so after, after the game when he got benched in like versus cleveland he, he they, they say let he let nurse know about it loudly and aggressively with words beyond standard cursing. It got personal. Lines were crossed. Teammates had to intervene. Intervene, and that was according to multiple sources. And then it it fit with it fits with the theme. So not surprisingly, with the way the season has gone and, and is going currently, Raptor Island is not a happy place, as one source put it. So somebody came out as a source said Raptor is not a island is not a happy place. The intensity of Siakam's outburst was noteworthy. The, le- the language was miles, pa- miles past PG-13, and the subject matter went way beyond playing time. Siakam feels like he's been unfairly singled out for the Raptors' poor season. He's been in the cross- crosshair since he played so poorly after the NBA restarted the 2019 bobble at Disney and is being sat out and called out by Nurse as the team struggled to a 2-8 start. He, um, so... so Basically, things got to a boiling point where Siakam felt he was the bad guy. He thought he was getting he thought he was getting pushed out, and it came to a a, a major blow in the in the in the dressing room. And, and shows it shows that maybe Raptors land isn't isn't what we thought what we think it is here. So go ahead, fire. Yeah, I, I like I like the way you read the story. That was you know your kids are very lucky when you read them bedtime stories. Yeah, that's right. That, that's right. That much passion, that much emotion in your bedtime reading. Oh, that's, <laughs> wow, that's good. Deno, what are your thoughts? Yeah, like. So I read the article. The other the other point too, Kitch, was the the fine of fifty thousand dollars. You might think that's not a lot for an NBA player. They actually have to go to the league, the NBA league, to say, "Hey, we're going to go find this player fifty thousand dollars because it is it's extreme," and and it got approved, right? So what, whatever happened was you know was deemed extreme. My my point is like what what you know what a lost season like with them not being able to play at home, COVID basically playing 72 road games like it's just catching up to them like all, all this stuff right you you're not you're not at home you're always traveling i, I think it's just a lost season it's just like you, you just can't you just can't handle it can't handle it well i'm glad you brought that up then actually that that's a i think i completely devalued or underestimated the impact of this whole tampa experience the shortened season no off season uh you know not a lot of time to prepare for the season whatever you call it so I think you're right. I, I totally devalued that. I think, oh, fuck, they'll be fine. Tampa, all that. It clearly has an impact, right? Clearly, clearly has an impact. And then I think, you know, when, when there are dark clouds uh, hanging over the franchise to a certain extent, and maybe we didn't realize how dark they were with the Lowry trade not happening. But I think the Siakam thing was hanging over the organization a little bit. He had, 
he had some answering to do after that bubble. And when he came out not playing great again, I mean, yeah, I remember that nurse was sort of going, yeah, I don't know what's wrong. Like nurse, that's the way, but in the bubble for the longest time, nurse was his number one defender. Like nurse was his number one defender. And what I got from that article too, is that they talked about how nurse and Siakam kind of grew up in the organization together and that they were, their, their relationship was supposed to be pretty tight. Um, but again, this is, you know, this is what happens. You throw a guy 40 million bucks a year and all of a sudden they, some guys don't handle that very well. Right. Uh, so yeah, I, I was disturbed by it. I, I'm not sure. So here's what, you know, let's talk about relationships. Dado. Okay. We're back to relationships. Here we go. Um, you can, they can supposedly come to Jesus and, and bygones be bygones and they've moved on. But you know what? Some things you can never take back. And if it's, if the, if whatever he said was that, Offside, you don't get nurse is not going to be just yeah it's okay i mean you don't you don't get you can say story you can apologize but things are never the same after that and i think that's exactly what we're going to be staring with here i'll be shocked if siakam's a raptor a year from now my guess is he's gone a year from now in between now and and uh the next trade deadline i bet you siakam's gone if not in the off season because i just don't think one it's not reasonable nurse isn't going anywhere i mean he still is you know talked about as as uh, one of the top three, four or five coaches in the league. Uh, so he's clearly not going anywhere. Um, so yeah, I think it's, I think it's brutal. I think the article, if even half of it was true is brutal and yeah, Siakam, you know what you, this, this will stick with them. This is going to hurt. This is going to hurt him. And this should be shopped to the deadline. Like at the trade deadline. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. That, that cause this blew up before that, like that, mm-hmm. that, that should have been something yeah. dealt with at that, at that point, I think. And, uh, Powell it goes back to my pal. <laughs> oh God, your love, you know, your love for pal never ends. Do you guys right. watch? Do you guys watch the post game uh, with Nurse? I I, I watch yep. him always. He yeah. is so frustrated. Oh my God! Like, oh yeah. Like he's yeah. aged. Like I I swear he's aged like ten years in the last month. But he like his he's going like like there's so, he, he can't he, he doesn't get it. He goes it's there. He goes there's just something missing. Like there's this. The, the compete factor is not high. Like we're intensity. Like it's this, this thing that came natural to us isn't there. And he is, he is yeah, beyond I, I, frustrated. Right. Like. Yeah. I mean, we should, you know what? I'll tell you right now, if we get an unfiltered Nick nurse, he'd fit right into this podcast. Oh, yeah. He feels how we feel. Trust me. Yeah. He'd be great. He'd be great. I'm gonna work on that. Uh, okay. Listen, we got to move on. Uh, so quickly, our other NBA topic, um, and this one's going to be quick, but I'm on record as this buyout stuff that's happening uh, around the league with Aldridge, uh, what's his face, the Drummond, true piston, uh, Drummond, Drummond, well, Drummond, yeah, Drummond and Griffin. Blake. Blake. I, the, the league, I think the league's going to have to address it. You, you can't have this. You can't have these. Uh, why Drummond doesn't get traded is ridiculous. First of all, if you're the Pistons, it, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, you say the cap space, but all he's of a sudden still, he's with the Cavs. He's played with the Cavs. He's on the Cleveland Cavaliers. I, I know, but you got to, tra- you have, he's worth something. He is, yeah. it's the same idea of like not trading Lowry. He's worth something to you. You can get a draft pick for him. I am certain you could have got a draft pick for him. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right. I would rather have that. You lose the salary. Well, I guess you have to move this. That's the problem is you have to move yeah. the salary. Right. Yep. That's the, yep. that's, and that's what they talked about with the Lowry thing too. Right. Just trying to move his salary, uh, making that was a difficult thing. But you, you got to figure out a way to do it. You cannot let those guys walk out the door. But now that Drummond's going to the Lakers, ridiculous aldridge and uh griffin are now in the net i mean so basically just you're making this out to these guys get to decide who are the two best teams and i'm gonna pick one of those two and that's what it is yeah you go buy you buy you basically buy a championship 
You know, why even play a regular season? If you're going to do this, why even have a regular season? Why don't you just play And, and remember they, they, when David Stern didn't let Kobe Bryant, Kobe Bryant team up with Chris Paul in the Lakers? Yeah. Just one guy. Just two guys getting together. Yeah. Nope. You're going to the Clippers. And here we are in this modern NBA where Adam Silva's really kind of taking a step back. But go back to what you were saying, Kitch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the, the, uh, the, the NBA, is they're dramatically flawed, and it's getting worse. Like They have to overhaul how this how this works. The, this, the sports – dominant sports teams in this league in this league like it's going towards baseball where you get teams that it's a very narrow field and and you will you will lose a lot of these markets just because it takes away the uh the integrity of the game you know like like i love lillard sticking like lillard sticking in portland yana sticking in milwaukee but those are anomalies that's not that that's not the trend anymore and and i i still think it's driven like because it's allowed so there's got to be they have to change the structure and and figure a way to, to disallow it but also, it's driven by the agents. Like a player's agent is pushing for, let's get that top dollar maximum exposure because the agent gets four percent of your of whatever you make off of everything that you do, and the fact that they can they can maximize that. So maybe they're not, that player's not going where they want to go, or maybe they're not getting the right exposure. But it's it's I think it's driven a lot by the agent pressure to to, to try to maximize, which is their job. I don't I don't discredit them. That's what they're paid to do. But it's not. Uh, I'm not sure it's the best thing for the game at all. Yeah, I, I agree, Kitch. What they got to do is change the buyout rules. Like that's that's the only way they can, they yeah. can control us. Because like you know, since since the brand the, the brown the brown went to Miami, right? Like the players are controlling so much more now than they used to. Like the the owners somehow got to figure out how they cannot just do what they're doing and just loading up on these on these teams. Do you do you fault the player? I don't. I don't no, know. I, no, I, 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 don't, I don't actually. No, I don't. It's too organization. Yeah, well, I mean, think about the yeah. player. It's awesome for them. They get to go pretty much all well. I mean, pretty much play for a championship. You may yeah. not win it, but they yeah. get to play for it. If you do win it, it's perfect. You can move on and go sign as a free agent for as much money as you possibly can with the, with the ring under your belt. Yeah. This is a. Well, yeah. I don't blame the players at all. Yeah. I think you're you're looking at reform around X number of buyouts over a certain uh, period of years, right? So let's say you can do two over four years, like one every other year. It's got to be something like that. It just can't be this every year. Otherwise, it's going to be like this again next year. Over the buyout guys going to go, well, let's go to the Nets. Let's go to the Lakers. Yeah. Those are the two team, the two best teams. So yeah, it, it doesn't work. It, it does not work at all. However, <laughs> the other side of that too is every single team had a chance to go trade for Drummond, mm-hmm. had a chance to trade for LaMarcus Aldridge. They chose not to. I mean, but I get it, but I wouldn't do that either, right? Uh, this right. guy, other than Drummond, I think I would have gone after Drummond a little bit and tried to resign him. But um, the other two, but it's just, yeah, it's a bad look. I'm a, it's a bad look for the NBA. And what, what like, I, I just throw this out there. What if somehow they they ranked what kind of player you are in the NBA? Like you're an A player or a B player or a C player, and a team can have no more than two A players. Like something something that puts a governor where you can't get like the like the Brooklyn Nets this year where you got three top notch players on one team. You just can't have that happen. So you have to you have to put something, implement something that doesn't allow that to happen. And I don't know what it is, but something that something has to change from that standpoint. Yeah, how about fucking smart owners? How about that? Let's do that. Right. Uh, smart, yeah. smart, owners, smart owners with but but you gotta you gotta have deep pockets too, and some of these smart owners just don't have enough deep pockets. Yeah, but pockets. I mean but think about I mean you go back to the Houston uh trade, they could have had Ben Simmons. Right for Harden. Like, how do you not take Ben Simmons, who's a top fifteen player for Harden, plus some a couple of picks? Like, that's where you go with that. What they so that they could let. Yeah, if to your point, Mike, if if Stern's voiding trades based on certain rules or criteria, and I know this is fifteen years ago, whatever it was, but yeah, I mean, why isn't why isn't uh, Silver coming going? Hang on a second, Houston. You can have Ben Simmons, uh, and this. So yeah, there are issues. The NBA has issues, yeah. like our pod. The NBA has issues.
but but it hasn't. It's been it's been it's been this way for a little while now too. And, and the, the, oh yeah, the, yeah. Well, they, 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 they don't care about it. It sounds like they, they, do, they, they no, no, you can only do so much during the. It's this. The, it's the bargaining agreement, right? They can only address this during the next bargaining agreement. So that, that's the, yeah. They can't negotiate anything now. So that that's part of the that's part of the deal. So uh, all right. So we'll 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 watch it. We'll we'll see if this has any impact on the NBA. Our, our thoughts on it. Yeah, should. <laughs> definitely, definitely should. Uh, all right, listen, uh, we, we got to move here. Uh, Goodell, we're, we're shifting, but not really, because it's going to come back to the Raptors in a second. Goodell came out with the ludicrous statement, uh, well, I believe it to be a ludicrous statement, although I hope it's true, uh, that he thinks the NFL stadiums will be at capacity starting in September. Uh, I don't know how they're pulling that off, uh, because this COVID situation is not going to be completely rectified. I get the vaccine, but we talked about this earlier. Not everyone is taking, is choosing to take the vaccine. I can't imagine you get 80,000 people rubbing shoulders next uh, without masks, uh, some vaccinated, some not vaccinated. I just, I can't see it, but we'll talk about the NFL when it's NFL season, Mike, but this does, this is a quick question. Will the three of us be at a fully populated Raptors game in Scotia? Oh, no, what's the name of it? It's not Scotiabank anymore. What yeah, is Scotiabank. It? Scotiabank, yeah. It is Scotiabank? It used to be Air Canada, now it's Scotiabank. Oh, that's yeah. it. Who else? Yeah, why, 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 there's another stadium that just lost their rights. I don't know. All right. Well, anyways, doesn't matter. Scotiabank. Will we be with 22,000 other people at Scotiabank sitting elbow to elbow? 10,000% yes. Dano? I think I think the only allow, so the answer is yes, but only people who are vaccinated. Like I think they'll just say, show me your, show me your proof. If you're not, you, you don't get in. I don't know. I hope they do that, Dano. I do hope they yeah. do that. Well, I think, yeah, I think Canada, oh my God, there's going to be some, there's going to be some sort of vaccination proof required to do anything. Uh, but I'm going to go on record as saying that, and I've been wrong about every one of these predictions about, uh, <laughs> but I am going to go on record as saying, I think we'll be at Scotiabank, but it will not be with 20,000. Now it may not be with 20,000 fans because we suck and no one's coming to the game. Oh, uh, come on. No way. No. But uh, it may be, it may be, uh, I, I think we're looking at like half capacity spread out a little bit, that sort of thing. I, I think that's realistic. So we'll be there. Uh, I just don't think there'll be 10,000 people missing, but okay. So that's, we're on record. Mike, make a note. We're on record. Uh, Deno and Kitch are wrong. I am right. Uh, all right. Listen, that's it for whatever that was. Uh, and now we are moving on to our, our gambling segment. So this week and how we gamble, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the final four coming up and this is going to be really easy and really quick. And then we're going to give you some, uh, over under uh, wagers for Major League Baseball, which kicks off on Thursday. Actually, t- yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, that's right, tomorrow. Okay, so uh, let's quickly recap the Final Four uh, after Michigan fucking gagged it up last night uh, to not get there. Um, so our matchups are Gonzaga and uh, UCLA, UCLA, and Baylor and Houston and the other two. So the current lines... Uh, Dana, you're gonna. Uh, sorry, Kit, you're gonna start us off here. The current line with let's start Gonzaga. Gonzaga, Ukla. Gonzaga is currently minus fourteen, 14. over under one forty-five. Do you have any thoughts on that game? I like Gonzaga is probably one of the most well-rounded college basketball teams I've seen in a fair bit of time here. They, I, I can, I would be a thousand percent shocked if they lost to Baylor or to anybody in this tournament. Like they just they just seem to be heads and shoulders above above, above everybody else. So I am I'm going to I I hate giving 14 points in anything, but 
I, I said, I said after at the start of the, well, I, I bet them two games ago. I said, there's nobody's, they're not going to lose to anybody. And, uh, I will be putting money on Gonzaga, not a ton at 14, but I'm, I'm hoping the game starts off a little slow and I can in-game that. And if I can get seven or eight, then I am pounding seven or eight. Uh, I'd like to remind everyone that Kitsch does not have any of its final four teams. I've been him for a while. Yeah. So I'd just I be careful. Like, again, this is, if we had some sort of like, if we could just have like a flashing sort of like warning sign right now is what we would do. Uh, so, Bert. Uh, Tenno, Tenno, go ahead. Minus 14. Uh, can I do a reminder around the original the original conversations around the NC tournament. Who said UCLA? UCLA. Who said it? There's one name. And you know what it is, baby. I, you know, it's I know this it. guy. Destination Deno. Destination Deno said it. That's right. That's right. I, told, I, I said Final Four, right? I said I'm going to give you four. some Hulk Hogan music for that one. <laughs> yeah, uh, so, I'm, Deno, are you saying you're going to you, are you gonna take UCLA at 7 to 1, underdogs? UCLA, yes. Jesus. Why not? Bert, uh, a streak happens once, Bert. You should know this. A well, but I, I agree. Hammer it. You know what? Okay, but by that rationale, uh, bet him to win the whole thing at 17 to 1. Sure. I might do that, Deno. I might put a lot. I might I'm no, splash okay. light on that. That is throwing money away, boys. Okay. Don't, oh. I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll give you, you 25 know, to 1. Every wager you make is literally throwing money away. I'll give you right? 25 to 1. 25 to 1, to one. Through, through, through Kitchen's betting agency. You want to, 25 you to 1. Yeah. You want to take Akla? I'll give uh, you 25 to 1. You know what? They, they don't, take, don't jump on my on my golf gambling idea. If you're going to do it, make it way more than 25. Make it, it's, make it, it's make 17 it already. Make it 500 to 1. It's 17. I'll give you 30. I'll give you 30 to 1. I'll I mean, just give you double. I'll 50. take it. 20, 20 bucks, Kitch. No. Thirty-one. Uh, this is not negotiation. It's not negotiation. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll go. Uh, I'll go fifty bucks on thirty to one. Okay, you got that. Then right. what are you doing? I'll we'll never see this money. But... I'm on a tight budget. I'll go twenty. Twenty. Yeah, spreadsheet it. We'll, we'll, it'll get to. We'll eventually settle up. Uh, okay. <laughs> all right. Uh, so listen, I say all that, but I do like Gonzaga looked awesome last oh. night. Uh, I mean, quality opponent may have something to do with it, but man, just the way they moved the basketball. Uh, our little Canadian kid out there, he's awesome. Yep. Um, yeah, 14 is a lot, but if I was walking up to the window right now in Vegas, in any Vegas casino, I would be laying the 14 for sure. I'd be laying the 14. I, I do um, – I mean, UCLA is a, a – Deno, you did you did predict it based on absolutely no insight whatsoever, but you did predict uh, UCLA, and they have, they're have they scrappy, but they're just not going to hold up. They don't they, – there's no way they got the firepower to hang out. I, I don't know what – they'd have to go four corners. They'd have to get rid of the shot clock. Uh, go four corners that, and try one kid. He's not going to shoot eighty percent again. That one kid who carried them in this in the, the Michigan the, game. Uh, the kid used the transfer of Kentucky. Yeah, what was his name? Jansen or Janusi? Whatever. Something. Janusi. Double J. Janusi. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, all right. I think uh, Kitch, you and I are going to be proven uh, correct. But yeah, fourteen is a lot. God, that's a lot of. Like, but man, they're good. Okay. Uh, game two, which actually should be a decent game. Uh, Baylor, Houston, current line. Uh, Baylor minus the five. I think Baylor's rounding into form. I think they 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 had, they had the COVID. They struggled a bit early on in the tournament. Last couple of games, they've seemed to seem to starting to look like they're getting their old Baylor back. And uh, I I think I don't think like Houston, they've they've gone through that that conference without playing a real big contender like that. that, that you couldn't have asked for a better bracket for Houston all the way to the to the final four. So I think. Uh, I think Houston days Houston's days done. I think Destiny is the Baylor game. I hope it's Gonzaga Baylor because I think that's a team that at least gives Gonzaga um, the best fight. So, uh, so I will go. I will go with that. 
Well, we lost Denno. He doesn't want to talk to you anymore. All right. Well, while we wait for Denno, we're going to take our first ever short break, uh, which will have some nice elevator music or something in there. And uh, then we come back. Hopefully we'll have Denno. All right. Well, we're back, and there is still uh, no Deno. I don't. We did. We. This is. We're perplexed. He is not responding on text. He is not answering his phone, uh, and so he's left. I told you this could be our last ever um, pod with the three of us. Like this, I didn't know it was going to happen mid pod, but this could be. This could be the end of it, Kitch. It was four o'clock right in the nose too. So I didn't see a pumpkin <laughs> now, or just I don't. Yeah, you're right. That's true. It was right on the hour. Who knew? Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Okay. Well, anyways, all right. So we're now. So we're we're back to uh, without Deno. What's that takes into the uh, drives crazy? That's it. What drives? Okay. Perfect. What drives you fucking crazy? You know, what? I'm gonna kick things off. It's a nice. it's a sh- it's a short one for me uh, because I think I referenced it early on. I've been a little dark on the raps this week. Uh, my Twitter handle, uh, our Twitter handle, has gone a little bit dark. I was, I was very, I was aggressive uh, in some of my comments, um, and as a result, we lost a Twitter follower. Now, it's the sad part is that I know how many, exactly how many Twitter followers we have, and we lost one. And I can only assume it's because <laughs> somebody didn't like uh, what I had to say about their beloved Raptors. But here's my issue: this is what drives me. I hate the fact that I can't see who left us. I think that's ridiculous. Why can I not see who left? I know when they follow us, when they jump on the bandwagon, I know when they're there, but they want to jump off the bat. I'd like to know who they are. I'm not going to go troll you. Right? I just want to know. I just want to know what, like, and why Twitter doesn't make that available to me to say, okay, this person has left your, your little sphere of influence. Uh, yeah, I think that's ridiculous. I, I don't understand. I'm telling you, social media is so fucked up with all their different rules, what they allow, what they don't. They won't let me find out who unfollowed me, but they're happy to let anyone go out there and say whatever the fuck they want about anybody. They can, you can lie, cheat, steal, threaten people. That's totally okay. But I can't find out who unfollowed me. I just don't think that's reasonable. If, if you think that through though, there, I can, there is a bit of reason behind that. Like, like, yeah, there might be. Yeah. I just don't think it's reasonable. You can hunt the person down. And, so maybe they don't want that. Maybe they're trying to protect the people that unfollow. Yeah, but, but you can hunt it. My point is you can hunt anyone down regardless, right? You can go after anybody. Yeah, but not if you don't right. know who who you're hunting. Yeah, but no, on Twitter, I don't have to follow someone to to comment on them, right? You can see someone's uh, Twitter comments, and you can go and just rip them a new one. But now someone has come into our fellowship. I'm not sure that's the right word. Uh, your yeah. <laughs> that's fellowship, not fellowship. Uh, <laughs> and they want to leave. I, I have no problems with leaving. You know what? Fucking, they can leave and then make it so that I can't come in their account. Like, lock, put the controls in place so I can't even uh, reach out to them after. Totally fine. I'm t- I just want to know who the fuck left, even though I could probably figure it out. It's a lot of work. That seems like a lot of work. So, anyways, <laughs> that's that's my I, that uh, that drove me crazy when I found, when I saw that last <laughs> time. All right, I got uh, one really quick one, and then and then my my normal one. So the really quick one is these NCAA games starting at ten o'clock Eastern. What is going on with that? Like Michigan playing last night. Michigan, Eastern School, starting the game at 10 o'clock. The other game was done at like 9.15. Like, and you got to wait for it. Oh, like, I know. That, I know. That, that's, that is like why you put these games 10 o'clock. Start well, at same six, venue. Six o'clock. Same venue. That's the problem. Same venue. 
right? Start so them at that, six. Start them at six and run them at, at, six, at nines. But six, six East Coast, you've got everybody still driving home from work. Well, pre-COVID, you have people driving home from work, dinner time. I get it. Like, I agree. It's too late. It's too late. It's ridiculous. Anyway, so what, what drives me crazy the most this week is talking to my folks. Oh, um, enough said. Talking to my folks the other night. No, no they, they were fine. Oh, but okay. uh, so they they went and they're over the age now where you can book an appointment for their vaccine. So they booked their appointment and the earliest appointment they get was, it was like three or four weeks out in Coburg. They couldn't even get in Peterborough where they lived. They had to go to Coburg, which is about 40, 40 minutes for Peterborough's sake. So they're fine with that. Then they're, one of their friends who's a doctor called them about a couple of weeks back and said, listen, there's some extra doses left over the hospital today. You get over here in the next 20 minutes. We can get you, we can get you vaccinated. So my parents chopped to the bit, shot out, got their vaccine, didn't have to drive to Coburg. So got home. So my parents doing the right thing called whatever the Coburg service or whatever they and said, listen, we got our vaccine. Um, so you can, you can cancel yeah. our appointment. We're not going to be coming. Yeah. The response is, uh, we don't have the ability to cancel appointments, so just just don't show up. That that is that was their, their response. We don't have the ability in the system to cancel an appointment, so just don't show up. And my dad's saying, like, so how many people are in that same boat where they they book something as a backup, but but get something ahead of time, and the system doesn't have the ability to fix that and put an, push another two people through who are who are waiting to get that that process to speed up the whole process. Canadian government. Get your shit together. That drives me crazy. Yeah, that does seem. You think of the systems in place to take the reservation. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to sound like the Seinfeld episode. Yeah, it's totally Seinfeld. And, 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 they get, and then they're holding the reservation. So that's not the problem. They're holding the reservation, but they cannot unhold the unhold reservation. It. Yeah. And farm it out to somebody else who who is looking for a reservation. The answer yeah. is just don't show yeah. up. So you what know, happens with that file? Uh, what happens to that little vaccine thing you took out for those people? Does it get thrown in the garbage? How do they? What do they do with that extra? extra well, no, I, I think they wait to actually see you before. I don't think they have the vaccine waiting at the chair when you get there. I'm pretty sure you get in the chair for. I'm pretty sure they see a live body <laughs> before they pull the vaccine out of the fridge. <laughs> I don't know. That'd be I, really bad. I don't That'd know. Be, I, I mean, I'm yeah. not sure about anything with the, with the uh, way this is going. Yeah, I don't know either. Um, yeah, that's bad fleet management. That's really bad fleet management is, of your is, of your cattle. Uh, okay, well that's interesting. Um, but I mean, how, the question, the scary thing is, how many times is that going to happen? Because I know yeah. that's what I've done. I, in the last since um, since they've turned it on to my uh, category here in, in uh, South Carolina. Oh my god! Like I'm all over. Like I, I've booked 25 appointments so far. I'm going to cancel them all, but I've booked everywhere. I think I've, I think I might have a vaccine shot every day in April. <laughs> Southern California, yeah, nor- northern, nor- northern Seattle. I, I would just make it, you know, what I got Moderna, Pfizer, but I am, I am happy to report that I'm getting the J and J on Friday, and I don't have to drive nine hours tomorrow to do it, so I can do it right here, uh, close to home. Perfect. So there you go. All right, good. Uh, okay, listen, uh, we're gonna wrap up. AOB. You, AOB. you said we have a bunch of vaccine. So I got two things on AOB. One, we'll go quick of this one. Um, so Bart informed me today that we were actually on the Jimmy Kimmel show. So that is off my bucket list. We have now been, been photographed. You can see it on the Jimmy Kimmel show. Bart, you can sort of prep people on how to get there. How, how, how. Well, you know what? Again, uh, our, our good friend, friend of the pod, uh, Bowels of the Internet, Marcotte, uh, found, found the clip and watched it shockingly, which it's a two-year-old clip of Will Arnett on the Jimmy Kimmel show. Uh, but I think we've referenced this before. Uh, long story short, at game two of the Raptors final, uh, we were in row two right off the uh, Warriors bench, and right in front of us uh, was Will Arnett and a buddy of his. 
and Will, uh, who I recognize, Kitch had no idea who it was. Uh, anyways, I was trying to buy anybody uh, around us a, a, a round of beers, and uh, so I introduced myself to Will, offered to buy a beer. He said no, but anyways, we started chatting, and as it turns out, six degrees of separation. Will knows one of our buddies from the cottage, um, and so we got t- so we got talking about that. And we pretty much chatted with him throughout the entire game. So, anyways, uh, he's on Kimmel, I guess, like two or three days after this game too, and. Kimmel just happenstance uh, makes fun of the fact that he was at the game and it does this whole little thing on it. So if you YouTube, uh, Will Arnett, Jimmy Kimmel, uh, June, 2019, uh, you'll find it. And then like three and a half minutes into the clip, they're doing this thing. Jimmy's doing this thing on, on Will, uh, and his, and what he was doing at the Raptors game, which is kind of funny, but then right in the background, you definitely get more kitchen. You get me, which I'm, I wasn't thrilled about that, but, uh, you can see the two of us right behind Will. Uh, and there we go. So we were, yeah, we were prominently featured on the Jimmy Kimmel. Well, Kitch more than I, but we were prominently featured on the Jimmy Kimmel so, show. That's part of my bucket list. It's done. I know, but can I just say this was going to be my OB uh, from the standpoint of we have a connection. We proved Jeremy is our connection. Yep. We now we now have uh, a Hollywood connection. We've all we've all been on the Jimmy Kimmel show together. Uh, I I am now moving Will up to my number one. Uh, Dream guest for the pod. Will or not is my number one dream guest. Oh, for the pod. So I'm gonna for sure. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm gonna reach out. I'm gonna fuck. I'm gonna. You know what? I'm gonna follow him on Twitter. <laughs> I'm, I'm, and I'm not gonna unfollow him. I'm gonna follow him on Twitter. I'm gonna DM him. <laughs> and I'm gonna make this happen. We are gonna have Will Arnett on this pod before the pod retires. Well, the fact he sat in front of us at the game and didn't have a have a sip of drink for a, a, a certain reason, I think, and we sat behind him. Drinking our face off. I'm not sure he's really eager to hang out with us. It's uh, fine. We, you know what? He's a good, he's a good Canadian boy. He gets it. But I know. I, I mentioned that too. Yes. Yeah, so Will doesn't drink anymore, but we didn't realize that at the time. Uh, but yeah, I think it would be a good talking point. It'd be a good talking point. No, he's my number one. He's my dream guest. Will Arnett has, has catapulted. I don't know who it was. I think it was Bill Simmons was my number one before, but now it's Will Arnett. We oh. have shared history. We have shared history. Yeah. So there you All go. right, my All second right. one, my second, my second AOB is, and you were we were talking about this, and I said let's save for AOB is the percentage vaccination rate in let's let's say in North America and Caribbean in the in this part of the hemisphere. So Bart, you want to lead us off with Bermuda, and then uh, sort of lead us well, so it was in the paper today that uh, so in Bermuda, I think it's fairly common knowledge that there is enough vaccine for every single person to have uh, all their shots, that, uh, and that's been like that for at least six weeks. And today they were saying 35% of the population has had one shot, 24% have had two, which that should be like 75% of people have one shot and 60% have had two. That's not the way it's trending. And the fact that like we have a surplus, so we're just waiting. The fact that's not happening, it's a slow, slow trickle. And they're now, they're worried about whether or not they're even going to get to 50% of the population. There's a massive outbreak going on there. Uh, and I was mentioning that I think, uh, I think it's a problem in most countries, let alone uh, civilized ones. Um, so I think Canada's got a problem. I think the U- well, clearly the U.S. has a problem. There's just not. I mean, they're gonna they have an abundance of vaccines coming now because most states have opened up to saying anybody over 16 get a vaccine. Uh, there's a reason for that because the people who should be taking them before have not been doing it in abundance. And so herd immunity, which goes back to my Raptors, we're not all sitting in the Raptors uh, with with 20,000 people. It's just not gonna. It's it's gonna, it's gonna take. A very very long time to get herd immunity. Yeah, so I think I think they're gonna have they're gonna have to put something in place that that makes it like punishes these people. I think I think I know they they're talking about freedom of choice and all this stuff and they're trying to advertise that. But you know what? When it affects everybody, then you got to pull away of that freedom of choice a bit. When it has a negative impl- implication to people's well being, then 
I'm sorry, freedom of choice is not uh, is not is not a suitable answer here. So yeah. I think you're gonna have the haves and haves not. You have the you have the vaccine. This is what you're doing. You have you have not the vaccine. This is what you're this is what you're not allowed to do. I think they're gonna have to come hard fast on that at some point. Yeah, and so I wouldn't. I mean, it's going to be up to stadiums and whatnot to to manage that. I don't think governments can can say. Well, maybe they will be able to. I don't know. Uh, I think that you incentivize them. Just make it a tax credit of some sort. Prove you're immunized. You get some sort of tax deduction. Uh, something that is meaningful that might sway people. But in theory, you're so steadfast in your beliefs about not taking a vaccine that money shouldn't factor in either. So I don't know how this is all going to work. All I do know is it's going to take time. If you think you're taking off your mask anytime soon or that you're uh, going to weddings uh, indoors and all that sort of stuff anytime, you're not. You're just not. But I, I think you get to a point where they like, so where you're in the States now, when they say anybody over 16 can, can get a vaccination, then you figure, okay, how long does it take to get everybody vaccinated? If it was, if everybody was willing to, it might take two months. I think at that two month mark, you take your mask off. If you've been vaccinated, you take your mask off. You do, and and the, so because everybody got ample opportunity to get themselves vaccinated. And then, so why, why should I be wearing my mask? Cause the guy beside me is too lazy to get his vaccine. Screw him. He's going to have to live with, with, with what I get. So that, that would be, that is going to be my viewpoint on that. I think. Okay. Well, thank you for that, Christopher. <laughs> Trump. Trump. <laughs> All right. We got to go. We got to wrap it up. We are, uh, I think we're comfortably under the one hour mark here. Or we will be. Uh, I mean, maybe we should just edit Deno right out the entire thing. Seemed to make it like he was never here. Deno who? Deno who? Yeah, I know. Yeah. After his rant last week. By the way, I was going to, I wanted to bring that up with him properly about his, his little rant that Abby put up on Instagram where he was just completely out of touch with reality. Uh, so anyways, but we'll talk about that next time he's back. All right, listen, we're out of here. Kawhi up top, looks at the clock, turns the corner for the win. 